Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us claim the power of the divine that sits in our souls. This is the 22nd chapter of Julian of Norwich's short text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax. Let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. And I was still awake, and then our Lord opened my spiritual eyes and showed me my soul in the middle of my heart. I saw my soul as large as if it were a kingdom, and from the properties that I saw in it, it seemed to me to be a glorious city. In the center of that city sits our Lord Jesu, true God and true man, glorious, highest Lord. And I saw him dressed imposingly in glory. He sits in the soul, in the very center, in peace and rest, and he rules and protects heaven and earth and all that is. The manhood and the Godhead sit at rest, and the Godhead rules and protects without any subordinate or any trouble. And my soul was blissfully filled with the Godhead, which is supreme power, supreme wisdom, supreme goodness. In all eternity, Jesus will never leave the position he takes in our soul. For in us is his most familiar home and his favorite dwelling. This was a ravishing and restful sight, for it is truly so everlastingly. And it is very pleasing to God and extremely helpful to us that we should see this while we're here. And the soul which sees it in this way makes itself like the one seen and unites himself to him in rest and peace. And it was a very great joy and bliss to me that I saw him sitting, for the sight of this sitting gave me certainty that he dwells there eternally. And I knew for certain that it was he who had showed me all that went before And when I had considered this carefully, our Lord gently revealed words to me without any voice or opening of his lips as he had done before. And he said very seriously, Know well that what you saw today was no delirium. Accept and believe it. Hold to it and you shall not be overcome. These last words were said to me to prove with full assurance that it is our Lord Jesu who showed me everything. For just as in the first phrase, which our Lord revealed, referring to his blessed passion, by this is the fiend overcome, 
just in the same way he said this last phrase with great certainty, you shall not be overcome. And this teaching and true comfort applies without exception to all my fellow Christians, as I said before. And it is God's will that it should be so. And these words, you shall not be overcome, were said very loudly and clearly for security and comfort against all the tribulations that may come. He did not say, you shall not be tormented, you shall not be troubled, you shall not be grieved. But he said, you shall not be overcome. God wants us to pay attention to his words and wants our certainty always to be strong in weal and woe. For he loves and is pleased with us. And so he wishes us to love and be pleased with him and put great trust in him and all shall be well. And soon after this, it was all over and I saw no more. When I read God's word to Julian and us saying, you shall not be overcome. I thought of this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. It goes like this. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, Direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is called the prayer or collect for grace. What a grace, what a gift that God would dwell in us. Thank you for joining me today. The grace of Christ be with you.